Remember when I said after the Witchfinder episode, Merlin would learn some valuable lesson? Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Hole Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Vicariously Merlin, where we are covering episodes 9 and 10 of season 2. I have watched Merlin already, so this is a recap, rewatch for me. But for our feedbackers, it is our their first time. So excited to relive all of these magical feelings particularly my ship arwen but also my bromance ship which is merlin and arthur episode 9 the lady in the lake premiered november 21st of 2009 it was written by julian jones or is that jones maybe I wrote that wrong in my notes. And directed by Mitan Hussainian. I gave this episode a 6 out of 10. Not one of my favorites. But it was much more tolerable than the farting troll episode. So Merlin is out with Gaius treating patients. When he sees a girl in a cart, she's being captured because she has magic by a bounty hunter. Very much like the witch hunter from last episode and Gaius is tossing his recent actions in his face like Merlin don't do it but Merlin gotta be captain save a magical creature or girl but I must say the cold way in which Gaius is like she'll fetch a good price like he was literally mentally monetarily assessing her here comes the money here we go money talk All he had to do was lick his lips not to be creepier. And then every time Mark Merlin feels so surprised, like Uther would do these things and Gaius, you would let it ha- Motherfucker, what part of we on the DL do you not comprehend? Why is this every week? I have to explain it to you. Merlin, of course, rescues Freya, who is AKA the lady in the lake, FKA, meaning fiction fictionally or is it not fictionally so i'd be nfka whatever she's nimway from that terrible show cursed that we were watching and this is her natural name so i say non-fiction known as because this is another name for her but she is also the one that is a lover and not a daughter to Merlin, as I was stating in that podcast. She's an adoptive mother to Lancelot and protector of Arthur. And she also gives him Excalibur. She dies near a lake later. Spoiler alert! So it's all foreseen. Whatever. How Merlin gonna swipe Arthur's food? Like he ain't gonna know it, notice that it ain't there. Like, 
meat and cheese that type of stuff back in the day were very high-end products you didn't get like what he left that lump of which i was laughing the whole entire time because i can see it actually squeezing <laughs> as it i knew that it was foam <laughs> and they just kept squeezing it and i was like please stop i know it's fake but damn then yeah why would why would you think that in a nasty moldy piece of bread is something the king would, why didn't you just go to the fucking kitchens and steal uh, something off of a platter where no one would notice versus this man's breakfast tray that he gets every day that all of a sudden you ain't got no food on then he gonna bounce like he ain't his manservant and woke him for the day you supposed to be dressing him you have chores so I did not blame Arthur for being like, uh, sir, where are you going? Do you not have things to do? Like prepare my bath. And then, and so this was stupid too. Merlin go check the water, realizes it's not hot enough, uses magic to make it hot. It's literally steaming so much that it's coming out of the fucking tub like fog and you don't think to put your finger in there you don't think to check so of course arthur puts his foot in there and he's pissed because that shit hurt because it's boiling fucking hot so yes he loses his temper and tosses cold water on his ass and i didn't even feel like his actions were we're in the not cool category because Merlin stay fucking up. <laughs> and he also just be fucking off wherever he be at. Of course, Halleck, the body bounty hunter, is gonna go to the king, being like, uh, someone release this girl. She's got an accomplice. And you know, um, Uther gonna be like, we gonna do whatever to keep magic out the kingdom. And then he's hiding and revealing that he has magic to her and says that it's a gift, not a curse, despite it always feeling like a curse. Um, he needs to really accept his, he just won't accept his life. Just won't. Merlin's then stealing food right off of Arthur's plate. Are you fucking dumb? I mean, how stupid does he think Arthur is? He was eating a piece of chicken and you gonna take the chicken and the sausages off the plate and you keep telling him, why don't you look over there and then the stuff is missing. Then you gonna talk about maybe you ate it. <laughs> what? Um, thank God, despite Merlin's theft, Arthur once again protects him when he runs into Halleck and is arrested and thrown into the, the prison cell to answer some questions because Arthur's like, I vouch for Merlin. He's my servant. You come to talk to me. And then when Merlin notices that the food is on the ground and asks for an explanation, he's like, well, I'm trying to protect you from being fat because that's what you are and then leaves this would be the time that arthur would start thinking maybe just maybe he's stealing food to feed a fugitive who is still on the loose who had an accomplice <laughs> so that's where in like one 
side of my mouth, I'm like, Arthur is not that dumb. But on the other side of my mouth, I'm like, he ain't no fucking detective. Because damn, the clues was there. Then Merling talks to Freya some more. Promises to take care of her. Merlin, you cannot take care of yourself. When someone is attacked by a beast, there's some mud prints suggesting a humor a human is involved. When Uther, Gaius, and Arthur investigate. And then when they see that it's a beast that also made the marks on the other human, Uther cannot wait to proclaim. This is the work of a magical creature. Halleck almost catches them once again. Merlin puts on his most magical game, makes declarations that he cannot possibly uphold and will inevitably (laughs) fail. Then gets his first kiss in love that was so damn powerful that he cried now Merlin has already lied to Gaius that no I ain't got nothing with that I ain't got nothing to do with that girl being gone you said don't get involved i did not get involved now he humming for joy eating his soup dancing guys is fucking annoyed because he's like bitch i know what you're doing but he says since you so uh happy why don't you do some fucking chores because that's all guys can ever do But then I remember Merlin's shenanigans that almost got him killed last episode. So I can't be mad at his attitude whatsoever. Merlin then very brazenly goes into Morgana's chambers to straight up steal her gown. I don't understand why a maid's dress was not good enough. Once again, you trying to be bougie impressing this heifer like she a damn fucking princess instead of just making it serviceable maybe if you had done that y'all would have got out of town sooner and unnoticed not in no bright ass purple dress like i'm surprised arthur did not look at that dress on her and quite frankly understand that merlin was involved he stared at her for a good 20 minutes while she transformed in this episode (laughs) But Gwen bursts uh, in and sees Merlin. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, there's moths. And I'm inspecting these gowns. And I must I must go ahead and burn this one. And I know she's like, this is some bullshit. Because one, I ain't heard about nothing about moths. And then burning is not how that... No. This is so silly and Gwen should have definitely been (laughs) like they could have had one moment where Gwen's like I don't know what was going on Merlin but 
I hope like Gwen would seem the type that might be okay with the fact that Merlin's helping some chick out in the woods. Like, like she's more like, uh, I think she would be the same way as I am though. Like, why don't you hand her one of my gowns and not the Lady Morgana's? Like, fuck Merlin. Then <laughs> he runs into Arthur in the hallway who thinks that he just cross-dresses when he has downtime because ain't no way in hell that Gaius is putting you on a on a quest to get Morgana's gown which is still weird and you're the prince why I get Merlin's your friend but still like that's that's a even if he is doing what you think he is and you're like okay you're just being Merlin you're weird why would you allow for him to take your uh, whatever there's another attack Merlin goes to give her the dress instead of some soap or water or at least some tooth powder if y'all gonna keep kissing Gaius says look um sit down i need you to tell i need to tell you the truth about freya she's cursed to turn at midnight into a blood-sucking animal between worlds and shit and i need you to admit that you are harboring this fugitive and berlin's like of course not why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying guys it's like there was a time when you would have thought twice about lying to me now shut the fuck up and tell me what the hell is going on where is this girl she needs to be turned in she ain't even healthy for you stop it merlin's like i am in love eventually she is cornered because he's like you'll never find her he bemoaned some more i didn't really follow i was really tuned out of this love story unfortunately (laughs) then she turns into like i said they corner her and then for some reason Halleck just comes out of the gloom like i always catch my man here's my metal cuffs i told you you can't get away from me then she's transforming for all of 10 minutes and everyone's just standing there why didn't even if i'm sorry stab the bitch she is clearly going to transform into something much more formidable so let's go ahead and finish the job that we were going to truck her off to do in the first place but no they just stand there and watch then they corner her once again or first she get (laughs) of course they have to allow her to eat hallig but I guess the Knights of Camelot are okay. <laughs> she ain't gonna attack them considering she's a bloodthirsty monster because apparently during this stage she's also consciously aware. So this whole, whole entire time she'd been lying to Merlin anyway. But Arthur gets a stab wound in. I love the fact that the Knights just like jumped over some fucking... Where the fuck they come from in the shadows? <laughs> and then 
she uh, stares at Merlin like, oh, I'm going to die. And Merlin's like, okay, so I'm going to get this dragon gargoyle thing to fall and distract them so that you can get away. I'm going to come find you, pet you, make sure you come back to human form and take you to a lake because I remembered when you were talking to me because we only met three days ago and she dies and he cries and he is very heartbroken guys gives him yet another I don't know why I keep telling you I know you're hurting right now and I'm so sorry but this is what continues to happen when you don't fucking listen to me or the dragon (laughs) the best part of this episode was when Arthur came in he was polishing the shoes and He's like, oh, I was looking for you. And Merlin's like, yeah, I know. You need me to do this, that, and the other thing. And I understand Merlin feeling that way, but you are also a servant. So stop playing (laughs) these games. (laughs) And Arthur, though, sits on the ground next to Merlin, seeking him out because he's noticed that his friend is upset and actually apologizes for throwing water on him but he's like you did call me fucking fat and that was insulting (laughs) because i take that shit very seriously and i just love that he was just checking in on him saying seriously though are you okay and he's like yeah i am so okay now that i've done my my due diligence of making sure you're fine you do have a lot of shit you gotta get done because you stay behind and that is pretty much how we wrapped up the last episode or the ninth episode i should say then we get to merlin episode 10 sweet dreams this episode was written by lucy watkins directed by allison Troughton, who worked on doctor who premiered 11 28 of 2009 and i gave a much higher rating of 8.6 out of 10 i enjoyed the arwen in this episode it was a nice confusion a little heartbreaking of course uh about the relationship between arthur and gwen how some wires got crossed how the whole thing played out on the construct of a whole as this being some plan of Alaneds to do what was rather shaky <laughs> and did not make sense but it did give us some development in regards to Arthur's feelings or continuing feelings for Gwen so the leaders of the five kingdoms are coming to Camelot because they are hosting a peace conference that Uther explains to Arthur would see the lands in prosperity. But if it doesn't work out, there will be certain war. And one man does not want that to happen. He is King Alaned, who uses his jester, who also rides a donkey, to cause a scandal or create a scandal between the king olaf and prince arthur in regards to lady vivian his daughter who he is entirely too protective of and who is also a spoiled brat 
she comes to Camelot and her accommodations not too impressed Arthur introduces her to Guinevere I love that he always says says her entire name and she's then rude to Guinevere Arthur completely cataloged that shit now fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch so much so that he was bringing that shit up to Merlin as soon as he saw him but come on her her statement really was just rude but he was so kind when he said she is truly Camelot's finest and then Vivian said then I fear for Camelot kiss my entire ass sidebar are there no other ladies maids in Camelot like the same way in which Merlin has to take care of every guest Like, he's Arthur's manservant. Gwen is (laughs) Lady Morgana's maidservant. Those are their positions. There should be extra help around that can service these guests. Not the, I get get it, is to keep them into (laughs) the storyline. But it's also comical as well because there are other ways you can still put them in the storyline <laughs> hell you could do a better job of putting morgana in the damn storyline that moment when they're both professional until the door is closed and they start laughing because vivian is utterly ridiculous and up her own ass and gwen i'm sure is used to it has dealt with people like this before and arthur's like good luck with that one because he also knows she can handle her shit and she giggles and he gets all lost in that smile you so fucking precious when you smile yeah hey dude from the back and drive you wild yeah, yeah, yeah. girl i lose myself and then he runs off because it's too painful when they start falling into each other's eyes because he knows he wants to put them lips on her lips and he's like oh i gotta go get ready for this feast then he starts talking to merlin about his feelings about our Gwen well first it was Merlin who's like oh she was talking shit about Gwen anyone who talks about Gwen better do so at their peril what's that mean you know what that means I was there (laughs) I put the berries on my face I know what happened with Lancelot and we ain't talking about that part right now he's gone so let's go back to Gwen likes you and you like Gwen. Plaho A, the jester performs magic and it's not brought up at all by anyone at the at the Camelot Kingdom. And I am upset by this because it's minor spoiler. But there are kingdoms that allow magic in the BBC Arthur universe. So I'm mad that this was a missed opportunity in which they would discuss that 
and have that be part of like if you're going to talk about peace treaties and politics this would have been a good opportunity for uther to have to confront other types of different leadership because everyone is not like uther is particularly in regards to magic and you had this very obvious opportunity when you have this jester performing magic in front of them come on them flowers were not just fake flowers that was not a a, how do you even do fake magic back then it's like yeah no it's real magic then we have them doing the love spell to get arthur to fall in love with vivian because he's hot so she must fall in love with him and he tells merlin i'm ready to express said love merlin leaves note and flowers a note he's so proud of writing to guinevere that he thinks is so nice and then he realizes he was supposed to give it to vivian and he is too late to retrieve the token of affection and leaves gwen's home after she says i have been given some hope and merlin goes to gaius and tells him i may have made a boo-boo i will say merlin took entirely too long to come clean particularly to gwen about the mistake i feel as if this was not on arthur whatsoever like i think he took the blame in the end because he's like well it's not on merlin for him to not know i was not speaking of vivian instead of gwen because they had just recently been speaking about his feelings on gwen and he clearly expressed his dislike of vivian but at the same time i think that merlin is responsible for how long the misunderstanding continued because she should not have been led to wait up all fucking night burning expensive ass candles for arthur merlin should have been explaining herself before she got the news from anyone else but we'll get there in a moment footnote in real life the actor bradley james dated the actress that played lady vivian and i also told y'all that um angel and bradley they're together in real life i know there are certain fans in the west island fandom that do like to break the uh the personal wall and get involved i know i am i'm 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 a a foot in foot out (laughs) I can't say I've not read some interesting things. However, this show was kind of the same way in in some details. But which funny is it was uh yeah. I'll just let that sink in right there. I don't have to say much more. Because Gwen also dated or the angel, she also dated another guy. Actually, fuck, I think we already seen him um oh what is his name i'm pretty sure we've already seen him in the show i know i would 
know his name once i see his name he be in every i mean he pops up everywhere too anyhow back to this episode because i'll be deep in that when he pops up i will let y'all know (laughs) so then we have arthur going to confess his love to vivian but she is not impressed whatsoever so they have to get her to take the spell as well to fall in love and be enchanted with arthur so they are eventually caught in her bedroom which leads to a duel between olaf and arthur arwen moment happens little earlier when arthur is looking pretty glum by a horse and this is meant to be played for sad misunderstanding but i think there are a few really nice nuggets here despite the fact that she thinks he's flirting with her and he's talking about lady vivian but you see the sincerity when he says you read me like a book gwen I think that's very sincere because she's like Arthur you look like something's wrong like he still likes Gwen he still has the same feelings for Gwen he's just enchanted to believe that he's in love with Vivian but he still doesn't not feel these type of things like you know me really well and that she has a good heart and then he says well you're close to the lady in and a question and of course she's thinking this is being him being coy about it uh because he says he's offered a gesture and it hasn't been returned and he's like is there hope and she says there is and he asks for a sign and she says yes my lord my heart broke arthur then gets gwen's note that says second chance sunset at her house I think she may have given her, her him her panties. Just saying. Arthur wouldn't do it, I think, because he wants to put a ring on it. But I think Gwen is like, hey, I, and I think she was at that moment where I can't be your queen, but hey, I still like you. But I think after this whole affair, she's like, no, we can't even fool around. This will break me. And I think that is a fair assessment of the situation (laughs) considering this whole thing went down and she came out feeling like shit boo boo doo doo susu then we have her as i stated earlier waiting up for him with the flowers and she's looking at herself in the mirror and then he is climbing in vivian's bed (laughs) then after feeling stood up humiliated she hears hears from Morgana who the season did just a little dirty but she gets some good stuff at the end I will say but lord was she just a missing piece of the puzzle for so much of this middle part of the season then we have Arthur declare his love for this heifer and that is when gwen is heartbroken it's very sad to see her face morgana's like damn you taking it worse than i did 
notice that morgana doesn't pick up that gwen is upset and it's a good dichotomy between merlin and arthur arthur immediately notices when something's up with merlin gwen confronts arthur in the hallway about his deceit and not hearing it from him when merlin says i have no idea what she is talking about first take a big step back and literally fuck your own face you trash merlin you trash so once again we get a scene of alan ed and his joker and it's clear they're air jester and it feels as if they're in an abusive sexual relationship and it's very uncomfortable merlin goes to the dragon for world's most very obvious solution to the problem that of course have him be kissed by his one true love he'd be laughing his ass off like i can't believe this little bitch is gonna be the most powerful witch with all of these shenanigans he gets himself into on a weekly basis merlin finally goes to gwen admits that arthur is cursed and trust me he confessed on his way to see you (laughs) after the king forbid him to rescue a servant morgana didn't beg him for shit and he does have feelings for you but he's just like just trust me he has feelings so she goes to his tent and she insults him he's like that's rude she says let me make amends and aggressively well not aggressively just feastily get some uh kissy action on and i love the way it goes from he's shocked like Gwen, what are you doing to shine bright like a diamond with that dip and that look and him just staring and then you can see the spell fall away and then he's like fuck i am in pain and what the hell is going on she's like you are in a fight to the death um and you're losing so i need you to live for me he tells arthur and look i love all things arwen but I felt this scene was a little unnecessary when Arthur says, if anything happens to me, take care of Gwen. I know everyone thinks she's a servant, but she's more than that to me. And I'm like, Merlin already knows that. Why are you telling? (laughs) And I get it. It's to reaffirm his love. But what the fuck is Merlin supposed to do? He broke and useless. Can you put some money aside? Put something in a wheel? Make it legal? that's how you help the situation out arthur just remember this conversation afterwards and merlin follow up and be like so in case the next time something happens to you and you want me to take care of your non-sex mistress uh can you please put some money aside somewhere or put a code passcode so that i can actually do that of which you want arthur wins the battle with olaf makes a speech and everyone's like hooray back to arwen which is way more interesting 
Arthur basically saying, if I ever send you a note and flowers, girl, best believe I will deliver them myself by hiding behind the door, leaving the flower on the table, looking all yummy up in that fucking white shirt. he also personally apologizes for the hurt that he had inadvertently caused she says it's fine and i appreciated that gwen said i have caused my fair share of hurt because in a way this gave her a perspective of how he felt when she just rolled up with lance a lot like oh i'm in love with him now (laughs) i'm not shaming gwen at all for those actions because she was living in a real world and he was on cloud i kissed you and now we are going to marry one day in the future even though it's pretty much an impossibility of the century I mean, in real life times, it's like, yeah, it's why they had fairy tales of people that were servants marrying kings. It didn't happen in real life. And I think that she had her chance of happiness with someone who did indeed make her happy. And she jumped on that opportunity because who's to say it would ever come again? And she did not think in that moment where Arthur's feelings were, not because she was being mean, but because it just didn't occur to her to think about that he would take that with any real pain, but he did. (laughs) And it's because he says these words, I've never loved another. Like he admits in this moment as he didn't before that, yeah, I have the L-O-V-E for you. And she says, but you are going to one day be king. You're also one day going to meet a princess and I cannot be your queen. It's saying, look, (laughs) here I open thy heart like because also taking in Gwen's perspective she just got bruised she got brutally bruised by Lance and I well once but twice because he left her on the first time then he left her the second time without even a goodbye just some words to Merlin then she on the other hand she's got this impossible love with Arthur who he truly does love her but he has responsibilities that are so so far past and i think she maybe thought hey we can do this other thing you can come to my house we can kiss and it can go a little further but it's going to break me if it happens because then you will eventually still need to marry someone like i'm gonna be your mistress and it's gonna break me so when she bowed and did her curtsy and said my lord after he kept saying because he was grasping for hope she says i couldn't do it you never know that uh you know things may change and she says well until then we have to keep this formality between us 
that's how it has to be i'm making sure that we need to keep this barrier up because we we both <laughs> are getting hurt and it's painful and it's impossible and it's just it, it can't go nowhere and so i totally understand gwen's perspective here and i get that arthur has to respect that and he does by leaving but it's just sad so sad to watch our beautiful characters so in love but star-crossed but that is the slow burn that is the arthur and gwen love story well those are my thoughts on this episode let's jump into the feedback First up is Queen Shy, who says, Hey, Christina, we are back to talk about Merlin. Sad times for me. My time off is coming to an end. Damn time goes by so quickly when you don't want it to, but oh well, I will enjoy these last few days and get my mind right to get back to work. Well, I mean, there's Labor Day. Are you off Labor Day? I'm off Labor Day. As for these episodes, <laughs> I mean, I I'm going back to work too. So I'm just like, I feel it. I feel it. It sucks every day. I want to learn. I want to uh, win the lottery so that I don't have to do it. But I'm not, I'm not counting on my chances. Episode nine, sigh. I adore Merlin, but damn it. There are certain episodes that I just don't, <laughs> that I just want to smack some sense into him this is one of those episodes if you enjoyed this episode then i must warn you ahead of time that i did not i will start off by saying it wasn't horrible but who are we kidding when you start off by saying that then damn but merlin just had me rolling my eyes the entire episode i keep saying it but he's so fucking extra i swear so he's gonna walk by some caves see a pretty girl and decide to rescue her no questions asked uh pen they kept calling her a girl and i'm like would you please stop because you're feeling making me feel like she's pubescent and you're sticking her your tongue down her throat it's like she's a woman or she's a child stop calling her a girl (laughs) it's just the way in which he they kept saying like she's just a girl okay (laughs) she's not a baby she's not a child that needs protecting she's a grown-ass woman anyhow continuing he has no idea why this girl has been captured but is going to take it upon himself to go rescue her yes i'm sure he was so uh just so smitten with her that he just couldn't help himself anyways then he shows the random girl that he has magic let's not learn our lesson from the earlier episode where he's just doing magic out in the open question for the room wasn't Haylig chowing down on a plate full of food when Merlin poked his head in the room? You mean to tell me he finished his plate in that shorter period of time and came out just in time to barely miss Merlin rescuing the girl Freya? Then on top of that, he was knocked out for what? Two se- <laughs> point two seconds from the tapestry thing crashing down on his head? 
Now, guys, you know damn well Merlin is responsible for that girl escaping, but okay. Then we got Merlin stealing Arthur's food. Why? I have no idea. So now we ain't got... <laughs> now he and Gaius don't have food, right? I was like, why is there no food in their house? He can't conjure up some food with magic? Facts. Like the cooks would give you the Prince crusty old bread and a rotten apple if you're gonna steal arthur's food why not just throw it away and just go fetch another plate and say the other one fell on the floor or something of an explanation is needed for why you're getting more food for the prince or say he wanted extra food so these are all valid points (laughs) i'm sure they were trying to play some humor into it with those scenes he obviously doesn't have an issue with eating food that had been on the floor a god made dirt dirt don't hurt then we have the Halig dude being extra as fuck. Exactly what did Merlin do that was so damn suspicious? Are you kidding me? Merlin looks like a walking suspicious trap. <laughs> he always looked like he ain't up to no damn good. He literally just walked by the guy, but somehow Merlin raised his suspicions. I think because he was watching them since he went out of town and he keeps seeing him come and go. He, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Then Merlin is still walking around like this dude is in suspicious of him, which of course led to Halleck following him and almost catching him and Freya. But my question becomes, why did he stop looking? They were right around the corner. (laughs) Now you try. Now I feel so terrible for giving this episode a six (laughs) because... all of this shit makes so much sense and the fact that he was following merlin after like come on now why didn't he just go back to uh, arthur and say okay so i found your servant and i he was going in the tunnels for some reason and then i'm sure arthur would have been like oh he's had a dress he's stealing food <laughs> could he possibly have something to do with this stowaway missing woman anyways she continues merlin willing to give up everything after knowing this girl for two days that was one powerful kiss that he's willing to give up his destiny and everything he knows to run away with this girl he barely knows that's very true didn't halig know the girl could turn into a beast i'm wondering why everyone was wondering who killed these people then we have merlin being merlin so hearing that this girl is killing innocent people just doesn't give him pause no it don't i just wasn't feeling this whole relationship with him and freya me neither it just didn't make sense the extreme measures merlin was going through for this girl yeah it almost felt like he was enchanted (laughs) i didn't get yeah like he was like fuck arthur you really put it in context he really (laughs) like screw my destiny (laughs) i am going to live my life uh next to a fisher village with the love of my life named freya who is also half a beast but it doesn't matter because i love her when she said she tried to tell him about her turning into this creature i'm like when was that she literally had opportunities to tell him the truth yes she didn't and she just talking around what the true issue was facts she he was lied to and he did not do anything to confront that then the confrontation with her and arthur and his men 
I'm like, why are they standing around waiting for her to fully form into this beast? I would have been like, take her out before that. Fuck that. Sorry, this episode just didn't do it for me. I guess we have to give Merlin a love interest for a change, but I just felt like Merlin showing more concerned about some girl he barely knows than innocent people being killed was a bit much. True. True. I I can't disagree with any of this. I I guess the other one, I mean, the fart one still were we're still worse (laughs) but all of the plot you're so right like the plot falls apart completely in this episode it would have been better if she had a particular effect on merlin that was making him act this way but it was like seriously the power of love and i understand you're connecting with you heard you had a whole druid camp you had you you kind of were responsible for their slaughter so i feel (laughs) i I just don't know with merlin sometimes uh looks like she she said seems like she had more sense than him because she did try to leave without him but again unfortunately for her her being free puts innocent people in danger since she can't control what she's doing it sucks what happened to her but she's now a threat to people around her in berlin she want to protect those people too anyways those are my thoughts for episode 9 on to episode 10 i guess it's arthur's turn to be under a spell in this episode aline was a dick or what a dick then we have the lady vivian being a bitch ah yes merlin making a mess of things but this time i don't blame him of course he would think arthur was referring to gwen so it was an honest mistake this time all right this is the most unrealistic storyline yet are they serious they expect us to believe that this lady vivian chick does not find arthur attractive whoa 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 you found that to be unrealistic really i think that that is pretty on par one if you're so stuck up that you will walk in a very nice beautiful castle that ain't got one speck of dust everybody being real nice to you and you still looking at them like they dirt beneath you your standards are so high ain't nothing but her ideal man is gonna do for her so no it makes perfect sense why arthur would be like yeah no and while camelot may have it going on uh other kingdoms probably doing the damn thing too so um i don't find that unrealistic that she didn't find him attractive i thought that would i thought that was rather on par and i thought that was a nice twist to the plan of the fact that they thought it would be so easy by having him fall in love with her and then it was actually hard for her to fall in love with him she continues of course his line about being attracted to arthur himself was funny but seriously being a bitch doesn't mean her eyes don't work (laughs) i get we get he's a very attractive man but again (laughs) i think it's uh within the parameters to not find him attractive 
we see trickler again sneaking into arthur's room this time to get a piece of hair from arthur to enchant vivian since for some reason she doesn't find arthur appealing in the least anybody else distracted by trickler's teeth i was not looking at them still not sure how the hell he got the hair from vivian earlier oh i'm sure that would not have been too hard (laughs) women shed all the time that is that big ass chunk of hair that's the problem (laughs) i'm gonna need to step uh need them to step up security if it's that easy to get into these people's rooms this is the i will give it like there are times where i'm like man this show and i give it such shit for the security too but then i realized this is like 13th century motherfuckers didn't have it like that like that them castles were huge as fuck (laughs) everyone like people weren't even a lot of people weren't alive back then shit people were on the farms i could see it being like no and then nobody even wanted to be out at night anytime because that was the devil shit i i can see it being very low-key guarded like just enough like the people at the top of the towers to make sure ain't nobody invading but fuck off what's happening <laughs> in the corridors that actually makes a whole lot of sense anyhow uh if someone wanted to kill the prince apparently it wouldn't be so hard but that's the issue it wasn't and many princes did die (laughs) that's where i'm I'm laughing at because as much as it is funny it's rather realistic that's exactly what would happen guards are also mercenaries too you could easily bribe them she continues um also isn't arthur supposed to be this trained warrior yeah he be sleeping through some shit sometimes that i agree through (laughs) agree too because he was snoring like hell why they do my girl gwen like that she really thought arthur gave her that note and flowers she really got all prettied up and waited for arthur to show up damn she looked so devastated in the meantime arthur and vivian finally get caught up in their enchanted love affair does everything have to be the death have to be to the death back then yeah (laughs) that's how they rolled girl it was man people took that honor shit seriously thankfully true love prevailed and we finally get another kiss between arthur and gwen a true love's kiss of course they had to be wet blankets by then by them talking later about how they can't be together yeah okay we all know that not that's not how it's gonna end up well i enjoyed this episode even though it seems like we just went through this type of thing with uther those are my thoughts for this week it was a mixed bag for these episodes i'm interested in how they end the season seems like there's lingering plots such as what's happening with morgana yes that's pretty much the most lingering plot (laughs) everything else was i feel like a mixed bag for season two i do think as the seasons go on they get progressively better uh she was basically non-existent in these two episodes right the dragon had a brief appearance in episode 10 
but I'm curious about his end game. They're obviously doing the slow burn with Arthur and Gwen's love story with this star-crossed lover's angle. So much to look forward to. Until the next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. That is Miss Queen of the Couch Shy. And last but not least, we got Miss Queen Mimi, who says, What up, Stina? I like both these episodes, but 10 was definitely my favorite. But then again, 10 had some Arwen, which was just enough to get me in my feels. So, yeah. Anywho, let's get into this feedback. This whole episode had me cackling. Merlin is so ready to risk it all for Freya. The way he was bopping around the castle with that pep in his step, him and Frey had sex and no one could tell me otherwise. (laughs) The way he was so in love with her so fast, there's no other explanation. He also didn't even flinch when she was butt-ass naked after turning back into herself from the beast. Merlin is a man now, no longer a virgin. ready to risk it all for the promised land of Freya's with JJ she said hallelujah I don't think he reached paradise though I you can say it's a head cannon but I'm gonna say nah he was trying to risk it all for paradise but he didn't quite get there he got a taste when he kissed her and that's why he was crying he was like oh lord if this is just the the touching of the lips we ain't even added tongue yet she says i have a legit question why didn't freya just fly away from the jump i said the same thing i thought when she was cornered she was like oh i'm not gonna kill these people i'm gonna be nice and sacrifice for merlin and fly away because i'm still like where's the bloodthirsty beast that she can't supposedly control because she didn't feel that way about killing the innocent folks that died previously so that did not make sense she says i don't understand that's a dumbass creature to just allow itself to be cornered and caught she deserves to be killed for her stupidity you got all this power at your disposal and you just allow yourself to be captured fucking pathetic not only that i just realized did she die from arthur's stab wound (laughs) arthur killed her love killed the love of his life (laughs) that's some type of morbid terrible i like oh you thought you were running from your destiny nah bitch i uh i put a blade through that shit you will be my servant forever and guide me to my destiny she continues did freya get stabbed or something yeah she did by arthur (laughs) i am still uncertain how she died i guess that one stab wound was enough lol i thought she escaped unharmed by arthur Hinnon's knights but then next thing i know merlin was taking her to a lake and burning her body in a boat <laughs> so you can understand my confusion she said episode eight girl you are so behind because that's episode 10 <laughs> she forgot what episode she's on where's the fucking king or prince's guard why can't everybody and a mama just walk into arthur's room and start fucking with him in his sleep without so much as a hot who goes there i don't understand is camelot short staffed 
like all the time i feel like protecting arthur while he's sleeping would be their number one priority i don't uh i don't know why i i we, we just went over that i it's i can't not say i don't get what you mean but it's not as not as um distracting as people walking in the star labs where they know hey we have this technology to literally make this the more the most secure place in the entire world even probably more secure than argus if not one step notch below it whereas back in the day i mean apparently if it was as we say people should be protecting the king then a lot of kings and and princes would not have died <laughs> and i think that there and i will say for the manservant thing like if you're a servant and this is actually true facts you are taught from birth to walk where you do not disturb your master so you you are trained to tiptoe in and out of the room undisturbing them all the time so that when they wake like the fire that's something they have to have stoked before the before your person or your master wakes so you have to be very fucking quiet to do all of the lighting of the flint and everything and not and you are meant not to disturb the person in the bed so while it is very 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 much a plot hole i can patch it up with enough history facts where it's not as brazen or odious as the crime really should be she continues also why is it okay for merlin to walk his skinny butt into gwen's house after knocking one time and waiting for one millisecond <laughs> facts waiting to be let in must not be a thing in camelot i understand that gwen is a servant but you would think manners is a concept understood by this lot that is her home that's very true seriously even arthur just let himself in her I was like look how romantic this is but it's also burglary <laughs> like if you were a more nefarious person like they didn't have locks back in the day that's why it was fucking terrifying oh I could never with my anxiety I could never live in like the for like dark as fuck you ever be out at night and there's no street lights nowhere dark is really fucking scary <laughs> but she continues even if you're a future king it's still rude to just let yourself into somebody's house it is it is it so is but i she gets it <laughs> every woman in the land is attracted to this boy i'm almost attracted to him myself I can't remember the dude's name, the evil king, but that line spent, uh, sent me so much. He was so damn serious too. He was serious because like I said, I think he had a sexual relationship going on with his jester 
and it was abusive because he was kicking him he threw his shawl and he said i need you to be there when i throw my shit what i feel if i was the jester i would have came clean and sought asylum but then i realized that it was uther's kingdom and he would have just been beheaded maybe that's why he abuses him like you're allowed to have magic and you can perform it for me however you will be treated as a slave and maybe there's some commentary there but they didn't explore it whatsoever but it could have been interesting if they did bring up how another person with magic who is accepted by their lord is treated and it's a way that's abusive because he has to do what he says but not only that the relationship has turned sexual if i was the dragon i would burn merlin to a crisp (laughs) seriously i would be like look skinny boy don't come down in my cave asking for my help then talking crazy to me you better put some respect on my name and then the dragon helps him gives him a solution and merlin don't even utter a soft fucking thank you he is trash sometimes he's a trash can all the time when you talking about girl honestly he's trash most of the time <laughs> she continues he is hard-headed stubborn and refuses to listen to good sound advice i don't know why the dragon even talks to him he would get the cold shoulder from me every time he bopped his simple ass in my cave she says she is over it my poor baby gwen the look of her on her face when morgana told her about arthur i know that was hard to see i can't it was too much but all that hurt was snuffed out immediately when arthur needed her help the way gwen walked into that tent she was thinking so clearly bitch go get your man i live that kiss was fierce and intense and arthur melted ran (laughs) into her right before our eyes i love every damn second of it a damn queen i love her so much yes queen yes the actor that plays arthur is rather attractive and i don't think i noticed until this episode (laughs) okay angel i see you scooping up that fine ass man asap before the world knew he existed i'm not mad uh at that at all stina you said bradley and angel are still together yup i'm not gonna lie i went to instagram and stalked them but i couldn't find any pictures of them together i don't think they're on instagram i don't think they're on like that type they're very no they're private no it's private you need to just google online (laughs) if you want to get into jump jump into that dumpster i can lead you to a few places um she says i hate celebrities that want to be private all the time (laughs) y'all know we live through y'all and need the damn details give them to me or give them to us please with her damn ice cream you trash anywho that's all my feedback for the show so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch me me out she said you deserve to let me live vicariously through your life (laughs) she's so terrible (laughs) but if you do want some uh just jump in my dms anyhow that is all we got it's late but i was committed to getting this out tonight because i went to a barbecue earlier and everything got watched late 
So if you want to send feedback on the next episode of Vicariously Merlin, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. You can also leave feedback there as well. Remember to share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review, and rate the podcast because it does help get noticed. Again, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.